Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you live from Corner of the Galaxy Studios on Thursday, September 27th, ahead of the LA Galaxy's big game this weekend on Saturday against the Vancouver Whitecaps. Lots of interesting Galaxy news to get to, Some even some Vancouver news that creeps up into our show tonight, but uh, we're going to do our best to get you caught up on that news, get you ready for the game on Saturday, and uh, of course, the biggest game of the year so far actually played on Saturday, so lots of fun things to talk about and get to, but before we do any of that, welcome back to the show after her Italian vacation, Miss <laughs> Wendy Thomas. Wendy, thanks for uh, thanks for coming back, I, although I, I have to admit that I don't know, uh, maybe you should have stayed, because I don't, I don't know that the Galaxy are going to give you the, 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 I don't know, the welcome back that you want. Buenasera. Buenasera, Joshua. Buenasera. See, that I is, am back from Italy. I was going to say, that even sounds Italian. I mean, <laughs> if, if just between you and me, I, you, you have me fooled. Oh, yeah. I used to sing opera in high school, so I, I know the pronunciation. But uh, it's a beautiful language, beautiful country, amazing weather, amazing food. Though I will say, as we were talking about before we got in the air, you know what? I... California has a lot going for it, and I never really regret coming back to Los Angeles. You could, you know, because even if I'm, it means I have to go back to work, boo, I do get to come home to an incredibly beautiful city, amazing weather, amazing restaurants, incredible events, wonderful people, and you know, I my home. I guess, I guess, I I, I like coming home. I, you know what? There's uh, there's something to be said about that. I'll, I'll say that right now is that uh, as I've traveled uh, many places, I love it. I enjoy it. Uh, love to go to Hawaii. Can only stay there about a week before I'm like, this island's really small. Get me off of it, and I need to go do. <laughs> not that not that I do like go all these places in California that n- that need to have like you know this giant sort of you know space feeling. But I do like the fact that I'm connected to a continent and I can go like different places. Um, but no, coming home is always great for for SoCal people. I have to imagine that uh, people, although you enjoy the vacation, uh, you're glad to be home. And I know you didn't get to watch a, a bunch of uh, Galaxy, which I'm so surprised you didn't stay up uh, till like three o'clock I'm... in the morning to watch Galaxy games. <laughs> no, but I mean, I I did uh, check the results, um, so I know what's been going on in the past few games. Didn't wasn't able to watch them. The time I'm, you're about nine hours ahead when you're in Italy, but. Um, I uh, did follow the results, and so I am sort of familiar with what's been going on. Well, we have we have lots to talk about and, uh, and lots Good. of things that I'm sure you're going to have some great input on as well. So um, let's start with the LA Galaxy news and sort of the stuff that just is coming out right now, which is that uh, I had Mr. Larry Morgan. Uh, by the way, Larry has been doing such an amazing job with our website. He has been. He's been doing a great job. He, he goes to training once or twice a week when, you, you know, I can't get out to training during the week because I have a real job and this is my my pretend job uh, or, or my hobby, <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's it's way beyond more obsessive than a hobby now. You um, and I, I think, are both qualified as dilettantes. There you go. Okay, so that works. Um, so I've been sending, Larry's been going out. He's been talking to people. He has an exclusive. Um, and he talked to Ashley Cole, and I actually requested Ashley, Ashley Cole for this podcast. I tried to get him on for Thursday night. Um, oh, because I, he's my favorite player. I mean, 
Is him and Zlatan. But still my favorite, well, and Roman, but still my favorite <laughs> player. He's, he's certainly up there in the upper <laughs> echelons of Galaxy players who I've had the pleasure of covering. Uh, just just an amazing soccer mind. Has always treated uh, the press and, and myself uh, personally just, just so nicely. Answers our questions, always does the thing. He was busy tonight, so he couldn't do it. And I'm like, okay, that's still a focus point for us to try to get before the end of the season. And the reason that we have to do it before the end of the season, Wendy, is as we've been talking about for most of the season, it looks like Ashley Cole... There's a very strong possibility right now that he won't be back, and there's a whole bunch of things that sort of play into this, and, and I know people are already saying, well, of course he's not going to be back. You're, why would you want a 38-year-old left back when maybe a 37-year-old left back was probably stretching it? Um, and so you look at all those things and, and you put it into to a bag, and, and really, I think that Ashley Cole believes, and he even says it, and I have some quotes from him, and these are exclusive qu- quotes to Corner of the Galaxy. Uh, Larry Morgan got them for us, so a big you know, tip of the hat for Larry heading out there and asking the questions. Um, is, you know, what does he see as the as sort of the end of his career here? I mean, is this it? Because let's face it, Wendy, if this is Ashley Cole and he's ready to retire and he's done and he's not going to play soccer anymore, then you in Southern California have a po- have possibly two more games to see him in person. You have this Saturday and you have the last game uh, coming up against Houston, the last home game uh, of the season. And if the Galaxy miss the playoffs, that's it. You're never going to end. Even if the Galaxy make the playoffs, it's unlikely they have a home game and whether or not they survive that. So the guaranteed times to see Ashley Cole, if he's done with the LA Galaxy or if he's done forever, are coming up. So you don't That's, have a and and here's the problem that I have, Wendy is no, nobody's nobody seems to be worried or talking about that. Um, yeah, mystifying, mystifying. I mean, you're absolutely right. Technically, I mean, this is his last season. It could be his last season playing soccer anywhere in the world forever. In which case, he might have two more games, and that blows my mind because if you listeners are like me and you actually go to these games and you go to every single game all season long and you sit there and throughout you know, the entire, every home game, and you sit there and you watch, there's no way that anyone who's in the stadium could conclude that of the players on the field, that Ashley Cole is the one who should be facing retirement. It's just, and I'm not saying anything, I'm not accusing anyone of being ageist, or or maybe I am sort of accusing people of being ageist, but uh, the fact is that Ashley Cole moves his mobility on the field and the energy that he brings to his position far exceeds it dwarfs that of some players who are much much younger and I think that says a number of very interesting things about the sport about the player that he is about the other players on the team but more importantly I think it sort of suggests to me that it's um it's a little bit baffling that no one has talked about this because he is I don't know whether he's our best defender but he certainly was nowhere near our worst defender and I mean, there's moments during the season where he played as a wingback, he played as a central midfielder, he played as a shuttling midfielder, he did all kinds of things. And I just, I'm just so confused by the fact that we would let his career lapse or pass into the, um, you know, into the soccer great beyond without taking note of it and maybe trying to find out if, you know, there's a logical reason to not bring him back or it's just the people who say he's his age. And if so, why is that a valid excuse? Well, I'll say this, certainly not an effort wise, because I don't think you can, you can look at Ashley Cole and question the effort. At least I, I certainly haven't been able to do that. Um, and I'm nor am I in position, by the way, Ashley Cole, I think is just a little bit older than me, uh, maybe six months older than me. So I actually (laughs) want him to stay on the field. Wendy, just that way I can have somebody who's the same age. You could be a professional athlete, right? I still have a chance. All right. I still have a chance. 
Chris Klein could still call you in the offseason, right? Yeah, no, it is, uh, it, it is there. So, um, you know, I'd still like him to stay. But at the same time, I'm not one who thinks that you can risk the chance at 38 years old. And, you know, I, I think that they're sort of, he's expensive. And then why can you risk it at 37? I, you I don't, tell me, what, what's the biological difference? I thought, what's the, I thought this was the last year for him whenever they did it. I was like, mm, this is it. And I, I'll tell you, I, I think his performance this year hasn't been great. Um, and whether or not that's a function of the entire defense or whether it is, it certainly looks like his legs aren't there anymore in terms of his speed, but that's been declining since he joined the Galaxy. Remember, joined in 2016 under Bruce Arena, now has uh, outlasted three coaches. So Bruce Arena, Kurt uh, Anolfo, and Siggy Schmidt have all gone, and Dominic here are likely to go as well. So four coaches for Ashley Cole. Uh, he joked about it last week, saying it's starting to be like Europe. All right. Um, but see, I disagree. I, 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 when I watch him on the field, I don't think that he's slow. I think he moves really, really well. He, he does move. I listen. He's still smarter. He still takes angles better than everybody. I think he's fine. It's just at uh, seven hundred and forty-four thousand dollars. It's, it's not. In my mind, you need to find a left back uh, for the future at a much cheaper cost. Now, I, li- I really like Ashley Cole. Please don't, please don't get it. I want to get to the quotes that he talked about. Okay, um, yeah, I want to hear quotes. So this is. I'm never gonna. I'm apparently never gonna be able to speak to him. This is heartbreaking. Th- th- maybe not. We're again. I'm still efforting, efforting behind the scenes, as they say, to to get Ashley Cole in this <laughs> podcast because I just want it for the historical point of view. Posterity. Of, we should. I mean, there should be posterity. Th- there should. You, you. This needs to happen. He needs to be on this. It's just like why Zlatan should be on this show. I love making reasons why. People, oh why my big goodness. Names to come on. Zlatan would first of needs, all eat both of us alive. He he would come on the show and he would think about it like world superstar comes on local podcast. I mean that oh, is a story like, that goes around the world. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so anyway, uh, yes, here we go. Uh, so here's Ashley Cole. Whenever uh, uh, COG's own Larry Morgan talked to him. Uh, about what his future plans were and if he's decided. Uh, Ashley Cole says, and I quote, uh, not fully. I have a few ideas in mind. I'm still enjoying the football. I know the time's going to come when I have to stop. So whether it's this year or I go back to Europe and try to give it one more go somewhere back in England, I have a few options. All right. So, and then Larry asks, well, what would convince you to stay one more year? And Ashley says, I'm not too sure. I don't know. I've been away from England for nearly five and a half years. There's going to be a time when I want to go back. I hope to go back and work at Chelsea. I'm, ju- I'm just kind of getting a few things in line, ready for that kind of option. I still love playing. Whether I stay here and play or go back to England and play, I'm not fully 100% decided. My son Jackson is uh, two and a half. My girl Grace is seven months. Both grew up here. My daughter was born here. My son was born in Rome. After three months, he was here here living with me. Um, so, so okay, so that's that's sort of the end of that that one little little talk about it. But he, he goes on about his son, and he goes, my son is in school. He loves school and loves being around other kids. It's a good life for him here, but I have to kind of think about his future, where we want to live. Do I stay or do I go on? It's a tough decision. And finally, uh, Larry asked, uh, you know, could you see yourself here one more year? And, uh, and Ashley goes, yeah, I, I could, of course. It's kind of in L.A.'s court as well. Think they make decisions after maybe December in terms of renewing people's contracts. Whether I want to wait that long, long I don't know I don't know if I want to wait that long and kind of leave the decision up to them I know of course I'm good enough to play another year as soon as the season finishes and if they want me to stay and they have to come and kind of ask me I'll go on no problem so this is the bottom line so you read all first of all I think Ashley Cole and, and for much as he has been you know just absolutely shredded in the in the UK press um, he has come to California and he's come to the press here in, you know, covering the galaxy and, and been just so forthright and, op- and, and outgoing and, and, and just, 
he's he's honest with us. I mean, I think when you read this, you can tell he's being honest. He doesn't necessarily, you know, hedges bets. He's not doesn't try to talk around topics. He said it right here. He he thinks he can play another year. He thinks that if the Galaxy want him another year, all they have to do is ask him. That's really what he's saying here. And he's saying that if not, then I can probably go over to England and play one more year, whether that's for, I doubt it's for, you know, an, an EPL side, maybe a championship side. But he's saying maybe one more year that he has that he wants to do, and then he wants to coach at Chelsea, which all that stuff makes sense. But you can sense two things for me, Wendy. One is that he likes being in Los Angeles, and two is that he wants to go home too. So he's balancing those two things right now. Yeah, I mean, it sounds to me like he is, uh, on the one hand, sort of anticipating that he's going to be going back to England at the end of the season, but that there's a a relatively modest probability that he could come back to the LA Galaxy next season. It seems he's accepted sort of both of those uh, potentialities. Yeah, I mean, and and again, here's the deal: is that if you have, and and let's say, let's say you don't consider him a legend for the LA Galaxy, and I will tell you this: that you know, unfortunately, the results that have come while he's been here are, are not his fault, um, and his talents have generally been wasted. Uh, I've said before, the LA Galaxy don't deserve Ashley Cole; they don't deserve Zlatan Ibrahimovic, which with the way that they have been playing over the last two seasons, um, amen. They don't. They, I mean, it's it's a travesty that you're going to see Ashley Cole's final years with the LA Galaxy come with two of the worst uh, losing seasons, you know, possibly in Galaxy history. Obviously, it depends on what happens with these last four games. But it's been disappointing for that. But that being said, Ashley Cole was at one time, and people have said this, and I'm no judge of this, but I'll certainly repeat it, that Ashley Cole at one time was the best left back in the world. And Ashley Cole playing for the LA Galaxy and seeing him has been such a treat, such a treat to cover, and yet there's nothing being done for the fact that there's possibly only four more games with Ashley Cole. Um, and yeah, I mean, quite, quite recently, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo during an interview was asked who was the best defender he ever played. And he said that Ashley Cole was the best left back he ever faced. So at, at his peak, obviously. Um, so it's, it's, it is interesting. I, I'm, I'm a little bit, um, I guess I'm saddened a little bit by the prospect of Ashley Cole leaving because I had really hoped that we would win something while he was here because it is, um, you know, it. Uh, I have some. I have mixed feelings about the galaxy in terms of um, having someone of his talents um, be such a joy to watch on the field, and yet our outcomes have been so poor. None of which is attributable to him. And so, I guess, yeah, I have. It's a kind of bittersweet. I wish that he had been able to win something while he was here, because I really think that it would have been a beautiful vindication of an excellent career and a way to cap things off but you know yeah, you, you, sports sports is brutal you want to see sports heroes and sports personalities go out on top um it's, yeah. it's the story you wanted to see david beckham wrapped in you know the 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 union jack there um you know sort of going around stub hub center uh and saying goodbye in 2012 uh, you know, Robbie Keane didn't get that send off. I mean, you can really point to Robbie Keane almost with the same way that Ashley Cole is going to go right. out, right? I mean, Robbie Keane goes and basically disappears into the ether and you got nothing out of that. There was no send off for Robbie Keane. There was no chance to say thank you, um, you know, or goodbye or any of that stuff. And and for I think it's important for club legends that come and, and for these big names and for these guys who have embraced playing in Major League Soccer like Robbie Keane and Ashley Cole have. And remember, Ashley Cole came in like this rocky sort of we had we had a hashtag that said, you know, things I want more than Ashley Cole. Uh, I on know, Twitter. I know. 
We, we all look like morons. Just... We all look like morons. That's what happens. We, we are all so stupid. We, we really we are. are. In, in, in the long term, we've been proven stupid on a regular basis. Actually, myself, I get proven stupid on, in the short term as well. So, <laughs> so, I mean, Ashley Cole leaving, this is, this is a significant thing for the, for the galaxy, but it's a, a significant thing for Cole. I would like to see if they're not going to bring him back, that they let him know they're not going to bring him back, and that he gets a chance to, you know, that last game of the season against Houston to, to stay on the field a little longer and thank people and, you know, sign some, some, uh, some autographs and take some pictures and just soak it all in because I, yes, I think he has some options to play maybe one more year in other places, but I mean, this is, this is really, this is sort of the send off. And I, I just, I think he's owed that in my mind, he's owed that. And I don't know that the galaxy are going to be able to give him to that because I don't know that they understand what long-term planning is and how to go about, you know, moving, <laughs> moving players. They that don't way. understand one plus one is two, how to put one foot in front of the other. They don't understand. Yeah. So, I mean, given the, the fact that the galaxy front office usually does the exact opposite of what I would do. Um, so I would keep him for another year. So I'm guessing this is his last year in major league soccer and that we won't know it until January, just the same way that it happened with Omar Gonzalez and Juninho and Robbie Keane. And that's just the way that it seems to go. Hey, it, it, it's one of those things. That's how it goes. Uh, certainly is a sport. Certainly is, uh, people moving in and out. I, by the way, I'm on the record of saying I wouldn't bring Ashley back. I would actually go and, and look to move on and go for a more longer term solution. Um, but I, I still love the fact that Ashley Cole could be a coach. Um, I would love the fact that he could come back to Major League Soccer in the future and, and be uh, you know an assistant coach or a head coach eventually because I think his soccer mind is great. I think that the defenders usually figure this coaching thing out pretty quick. And so uh, Ashley Cole coaching at Chelsea would be cool. Ashley Cole coming back and coaching for the LA Galaxy either in the academy or in the senior team would be awesome as well. I, I, I welcome all of those because I think Ashley Cole is worth it. Let's, uh, let's move on from one great defender to another. I can't believe I used that segue in this one. Um, but... <laughs> But we're going to do it anyway. Uh, Dave Romney, we found out, is out of contract at the end of the year. Aww. Which is interesting. I, I would re-sign him, so I can only assume the front office will let him go. <laughs> for, for nothing. They'll let him go away. They'll, and they'll just let him go. They'll let him go. Uh, Dave Romney uh, is uh, on a, a about $75,000 contract right now. So he is one of the cheapest options the LA Galaxy have, I'm sure, after his recent success on the field. And, uh, you know, I said this, I think, on Monday. We were talking about Defender of the Year. Right. And listen, they're going to oh, have boy. the press vote on Defender of the Year. This reminds me of when Leonardo won Defender of the Year. Um, it was one of those where you say, wow, the defense wasn't very good. So who am I going to pick? And I've been waffling back and forth of all these people. And I like Ashley Cole. And I don't think he's been outstanding this year. Um, and I don't think anybody on the defense probably deserves the award, but they're going to make the press vote on this Defender of the Year, almost guaranteed. Uh, Shelvick? Uh, no, I wouldn't go Shelvick. I would, I would go Dave Romney for his versatility this year and his ability to play in every single position and be available all the time. And okay. I think he's been one of the better defenders on this team. I don't think it's a stretch to say that he could be the best defender. Uh, it's certainly not any of the midfielders, which sometimes you can go defender of the year and do a midfielder, and you can you can run away from the defense, but I, I wouldn't give it to Perry Kitchen. But who? I've, yeah, like who? Yeah. You wouldn't give it to Jonathan Dos Santos. You wouldn't give it to Perry Kitchen. You wouldn't give it to uh, Mr. Alex Morgan. You wouldn't give it to... Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would probably go Cole, but I'm not going to fight you if you would go Romney. I, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's one gosh, of those, it's one gosh, of the, I know. such a shallow pool of, of, uh, candidates here. But anyway, um, you know, looking at this, Dave Romney with his versatility, listen, I'm not going to say that he's a starter all the time, although I certainly think that he plays better the more games he gets, but he's one of these guys you can plug in. But if just, if not for his versatility, Wendy, he deserves more money. Just the fact that he's always available and any place 
place on the back line. I think he's played right back, left back, and both center back positions this year. Any yeah. place he you you have you need these guys on the roster. Yeah. So he's very. I would definitely resign him. No, I, no doubt. I think it's a no brainer for the Galaxy. Um, and I think that this is one that's definitely going to happen. I, I I don't expect Dave Romney to go anywhere. I think they understand his value. Dominic Kinnear was saying nice things about Dave Romney today, saying that he just takes care of himself and he's always ready. Um, and that's what you want out of a defender, especially a guy who is maybe a depth guy, um, who isn't going to always be a starter. Although, you know, there's certainly some argument here that Dave Romney could be your next left back over Ashley Cole, which is one yeah, of those things that people have talked about. Although he says he's a center back, by the way. I'll just keep throwing that out because the Galaxy keep arguing with me uh, about whether or not Dave Romney's a left back or a center back. So um, so anyway, so that's that's what I have for for Dave Romney. I think it's it's I really think that he's proven himself over the last two seasons. Um, if you I know you didn't see the game against Seattle. Uh, he had a, a very good game, maybe maybe the top defender against Seattle. Um, actually, not maybe he was the top defender against Seattle. Um, him and Stairs together in the center were just outstanding um, on the night. So that's that's what you expect. That's what you need to want. I, I think Dave Romney comes back next year, but it's interesting that we're finding out some of the guys you ask them, hey, are you out of contract? And they're like, uh, and they don't want to tell you, right? <laughs> and some of the guys are like, yeah, I'm out of contract. Like, it's one of those like, yeah, then it's worrying me or it's something that I'm thinking about already and that I've, I've been working on. And so with Dave, um, he is he is out of contract. And uh, so we'll see whether or not the Galaxy decide to do anything for him at the season. I imagine that if they bring him back, Wendy, it comes with a little bit of a bump and raise, maybe thirty dollars or $40,000, take him into the 100, 110. And yes, that's a lot for a depth piece, but the Galaxy don't have any depth pieces on defense. So they need, they need something like that. They need reliable. So and maybe even a starting piece. So uh, that's what I have there. I do have a, a, another player that we want to talk about. <sighs> uh, Damian Calhoun, an excellent uh, beat reporter, covers the LA Galaxy, covers prep football all over the South Bay and Southern California. Damian does a great job uh, up in the press box, one of my favorite people. He actually sits to the left of me in the press box, so Damian and I always have a good time uh, at games. Damian uh, asked Dominic Kinnear the following question on Wednesday. He, say, he asked if, he, if, uh, if we've seen the last of Giovanni Dos Santos this season, and Dominic Kinnear responded with, that I don't know. I couldn't answer that one. That's more for the medical guys. I kind of go week by week, and right now, he's not out here. And I can tell you that on Thursday, Dominic Kinnear ruled Giovanni Dos Santos out for the game on Saturday. Um, Larry Morgan and I uh, were sitting in the press box on Sunday watching the LA Galaxy beat the Seattle Sounders. We saw Giovanni Dos Santos not on the team sheet. We expected that he wouldn't be. And uh, I looked at Larry, and I said, do you think we see Giovanni Dos Santos on the field in the rest of 2018? There's only four games left, Wendy. Um, so that's, uh, that's a big question. So if you're a betting person, would you put any money on the fact that Giovanni Dos Santos would not, uh, reappear for the LA Galaxy in 2018? Is it really a big question though, Josh? I, I mean, uh, I would, I would wager that he does not appear for the LA Galaxy for the rest of the season, but I also would posit that, you know, it really doesn't matter. True. I don't think it matters for the Galaxy anymore. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't. Other, beyond it being an object lesson in the front office's stupidity, but in terms of on the field performance, I don't. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. Here's the big thing, though, and I'll say this: if he doesn't make any appearances for the rest of 2018, I don't think. How do I say this? It's my. <laughs> how fi- do we say yeah, this? Yeah. Well, how it, we say this? I have to. I have to <laughs> sort of 
interpolate between a bunch of different sources. Josh is uh, getting ready to be politic and how he is about to pronounce something. Go ahead. It's it's more to do with sources and talking to people and how you sort of frame it around what they told me and and how I frame it to everybody else because it's, you know, I talk in different ways with different people so that way they understand things. So I'll say this. I would think that people within the front office and not necessarily those higher up, but people around the organization are growing frustrated by the Giovanni Dos Santos not playing uh, skid that has happened. 13 games played so far. Really? Yeah. Um, I know. Big surprise. Uh, So I think that the possibility, and I said this earlier, I think the possibility of the LA Galaxy getting out from underneath the contract of Giovanni Dos Santos in 2019 has never been higher. Now, that doesn't mean that it's like 90% for sure going to happen, but I will say this. I don't see how you can resurrect his relationship with the front office, with the coach, with the players, and with the supporters now um, after the season that he's had and his complete in you know and total uh, disinterest in uh, being part of the team, being part of the uh, of the Galaxy family, so to speak, you know, saying hi to to, to people uh, through the Champions Lounge, avoiding people, all those things. I, I just don't see it anymore. Um, and so I don't want to belabor this point. I, I just it's again, it's telling that you're not seeing Giovanni Dos Santos on the field. It's telling that you're not seeing Giovanni Dos Santos in training. It's telling and all these things. Now I'll tell you this. Uh, because we're always Wendy, and I think you're of the belief this belief as well. And I want to you can you can correct me if you're wrong, but you believe that if Giovanni Dos Santos goes, that Jonathan Dos Santos goes. I mean, yeah, that's my speculation because I know that their father has a great deal, exercises a great deal of influence and control over their respective careers, among other things. I was actually I just have had a fascinating conversation with someone about the El Tree National Team. Mm-hmm. Riveting, fascinating talking about convoluted and dysfunctional organizations, but um, that essentially I imagine that if Giovanni Dos Santos goes, that Jonathan will leave because even if Jonathan doesn't want to, at the behest of his father, he will do so. So so here's my, and I've evolved to this take. Certainly you can go back and hear me say that uh, if one goes, they both go. Um, so uh, again, if you get keep getting fed information and you don't develop a new or more enlightened opinion, then you don't have an opinion, you have an, a religion, you have a belief system that you're you're unwilling to sort of change in, in, uh-huh. in the face of the new facts. So I will say this. I think Jonathan Dos Santos could absolutely stay and flourish without his brother. In fact, I think his oh, brother... could. Absolutely. And could. I think there's a chance that he might. And there's there's reasons for this. Um, I don't know where Giovanni Dos Santos could possibly go. Somebody asked me how they get rid of... How the Galaxy get Retirement? rid of... Retirement? Is that a possibility? <laughs> that is. I didn't put that list that one on there. I just found it highly <laughs> unlikely. Um, so he has... There's, so now there's four ways that you could possibly uh, get rid of uh, Giovanni Dos Santos or move him on. Um, you could buy out his contract. Uh, that seems most likely. Uh, you could transfer him, but you'd have to find somebody who would take him. Um, <laughs> or, uh, let's see, what was my third? way i had three ways and then i i added the other one i don't i don't remember anyway so i mean those are those are sort of the ways that you you look and how you could get rid of john uh giovanni dos santos um all those seem like a game um, of f mary kill it is it's it's just it's just a really bad one it's just right? a bad game um the buyout option which i would imagine is going to be six million plus because he got six million this year and the way his contract ratcheted up i believe six and a half hardy hardy hard hard uh it's six and a half million you have to write off if you're going to buy him out if you can find somebody to transfer and you eat five million of your of your contract and their other team plays 1.5 million you're technically saving money so the transfer option is still there although i think it's difficult to find him a landing place john 
Jonathan Dos Santos is different, though, and he has value. And you certainly, this this last game, I think Jonathan Dos Santos was my man of the match against Seattle. I thought he played excellent the way he was turning into space and and exploiting the midfield and, and doing a whole bunch of things. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of Jonathan's, and I think he does better when his brother is not around. Um, I, I think that there's not an excuse to to mess around or, or or to sort of you know lose focus whenever Gio's not around. And I think that Jonathan Dos Santos could absolutely be worth all two million dollars the LA Galaxy pay him as a designated player. He's not a number ten. That might be a problem, but if you saw in the Seattle game that he was paired with Sebastian Legette, and Legette was the attacking midfielder, and Jonathan Dos Santos was box-to-box and slash defensive guy, it worked really well. Um, so I, I think you can still survive that and and get your uh, your $2 million without a Jonathan. I think without Gio, Wendy, he's a better player than with Gio right now. So Well, yeah. I mean, the Galaxy would be great if we could keep Jonathan Dos Santos with Gio, but I just don't know. It's hard for me to imagine how within that family, because they are close brothers. They are constantly posting things on Instagram and Twitter and everything where they're dancing and they're laughing and they're you know playing games with each other. I mean, so it's hard to imagine that that the father would allow one son to go without the other. And these men, these 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 men who grown ass men in their twenties, it's inter- fascinating to me that they don't stand up to their father, but you know, neither here nor there. Yeah, a completely different subject, Wendy. All right. Stay on top of it. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, no, it's certainly something <laughs> it's certainly something you have to look. Well, if you want a chance uh to possibly meet Giovanni Dos Santos or the rest of the LA Galaxy team, you'll get a oh chance my gosh. on will Sunday. The Gal- will the LA Galaxy please stop marketing the crap out of Giovanni DeSantis. Well, I was I was in a mediation, and I'm not going to say anything, but I was in a mediation with someone from Mexico when I was telling him I was a fan of the LA Galaxy. He literally turns to me, he's like, oh, Giovanni DeSantis, he's terrible, right? Well, this is someone who's Mexican. He doesn't follow MLS. He doesn't follow anything having to do with LA Galaxy. The only thing he knew is that we had Giovanni DeSantis and that Giovanni DeSantis is not good. Yeah, there, that's I have uh, I have some some people who work in my office who are who are big Mexico uh, fans, El Tree fans, and and they're they're not big fans of his either. So anyway, no, they weren't marketing him. Okay, that was me trying to segue. Okay, so yes. that was okay. okay so give him a little break Sorry. for them. All right, Sorry. not, not Sorry. much. They have Zlatan now. They don't. They Geo has slid slid way down the the pole, now. <laughs> down the bench. He goes. Uh, the LA Galaxy to host the 2018 season ticket membership event at Alpine Village coming up on Sunday, September 30th, from 1 to 5 p.m. You should have already been registered. If not, talk to your season ticket holder rep immediately. Um, I think this is cool. This is what they're. This is what I'm being told. So people were asking me if Geo was going to be there, and I said, eh, I don't know, 50-50. Uh, the press release says, and I quote, all LA Galaxy players and coaches at the club are set to attend. Um, so that would mean that Giovanni Dos Santos is set to attend as well. Be nice. All right. Everybody be nice. It's, it's tough. I'm not saying don't say what you want to say. Just be nice. Um, attendees will have the opportunity to have professional photo- photographs taken with LA Galaxy first team players, including Zlatan Ibrahimovic, Giovanni Dos Santos, Jonathan Dos Santos, Roman Alessandrini, and more. Stars of the past will also be out for the fun with LA Galaxy alumni favorites like Landon Donovan, Kobe Jones, Clint Mathis, and Dan Gargan on hand for the celebration. LA Galaxy 2 players will be on site for autographs and photographs as well. Cosmo, Star Squad, and other LA Galaxy personalities will be at Alpine Village bringing traditional Oktoberfest elements to be incorporated throughout the night. So celebrating Oktoberfest uh, the LA Galaxy way on September 30th on Sunday for season ticket members. Just wanted to give you a heads up, of course, that that is happening. Uh, I don't know. I I have obviously been invited as a uh, member of the press. I don't know if I'll be there yet um, because I have a busy weekend. But if if I am, I will certainly see everybody there. Uh, Wendy, are you going? Um... 
the the game this weekend? No, the game and then the the season ticket thing on the season ticket thing. I don't think. Although I was in a text, I was in the text message um, chat, and I believe that the people in the text message were saying they were threatening me if I did not allow Christian to go. Uh, they were saying so. I was getting, I guess, threats. Yeah, just but they but <laughs> they're mild threats. It was fine. Mild threats. Um, I think Christian might drag me. So there you yeah. go. All right. So if you want to, you can possibly look for for Wendy and Christian. That that would work. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I'll be there. If I am, I'll bring some stickers. And if you guys see me, I'll give you some stickers. Hey, that's fun. All right. Uh, let's continue on. Now we have two emails I want to get to because I always love people who send in emails. One of them is informational. This one's from Harry. I don't know, Wendy. Have you seen the uh, the national anthem that is blowing up around the world? I did. It was retweeted by someone who had nothing to do with the LA Galaxy. Yeah. Oh, it's. It's had, worldwide. I had, no, I have friends on Facebook who don't follow soccer who were sending it to me. And I was like, why yeah. Why are you sending me an LA Galaxy? You're like, Shouldn't it be like the other way around? You're, you're like, I, I, I could have been there. I'm like, I, I, I was in Italy, man. Come on. That's So So I will tell you that people from uh, that do not follow soccer, I've, are, I've yes, been asked many times if, if, I was, if, I was already, if I was there. Uh, in fact, whenever I was getting my hair cut today, the lady who cuts my hair, she goes, oh, my God, did you see that national anthem? She goes, were you there? And I'm like, yeah, I was there. Um, <laughs> I was like, yep, best national anthem. Got a standing ovation, as I've said, in the press box. Um, and that's wow. after the press sits down after this. And then they announced her again. And then we stood back up. That was that doesn't happen. I've never seen that happen. Uh, so that's that was kind of interesting. Um, anyway, the last show I refused to attempt uh, Malia Emma's last name. Um, because it is a mouthful. Uh, Michael Rajo, I gave a tip of the hat to whenever uh, whenever he said it in the PA announcement over the stadium. He, he's he's a much better professional than I am. But Harry wrote in and uh, wanted to help me out. He said, FYI, Josh, the pronunciation of this prodigal singer is the following. It's Malia Emma's and Chandrawijaya. Chandrawijaya. Chandra- really rolls off the tongue, Josh. Chandra Wijaya. Chandra Wijaya. We'll go with that. That's how, that's how if you've ever oh wondered God. how I try we to sound stuff out. We are so square. We are so square. I can't square. do it. I can't. It's too ma- There's too many things in there. <laughs> my, my mind wanders. Again, Michael Araujo is the real pro here. Uh, so anyway, so that is the how, how you pronounce it. I, I don't have the spelling in front of me, but it was it was a little nuts. Uh, but Harry goes on to say it's Indonesian with Dutch influence due to the Dutch colonization prior to World War II. So a little history lesson for everybody, too. Thanks, Harry. I appreciate that. That was good. Right? right? Isn't that fun? to learn a little fact like that you didn't know whenever you woke up this morning? I am amazed by that thing because I literally had friends on Facebook who've never, never sent me anything related to soccer sending this to me. And I was like, but... But it's like literally, I've gone to every LA Galaxy home game for years and years and years. And, and you missed and the best one. And then I miss this game. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and, and we win and this thing happens and it's like, but... But I go to all the games Not, where we lose. That, yeah, that's what that's. Hey, if you go to every game, you're going to see a lot of wins and a lot of losses. All right, that's just that's how it goes. And if you skip one game, guaranteed something amazing is going to happen. You know, you know the yeah. game. The game that I skipped was the one where um, where the Luca the Luca knows heart um game. Oh, oh I I, love I that. was I was in the air traveling back from Denver, listening on like Wi-Fi. Um, to the game, like, you know, with tears coming down my cheek as I'm listening to this game and the Galaxy are just blowing people out. I'm like, oh my, they kept scoring and they kept scoring and they kept playing and it was just like this this emotional, like... Re- oh, like yeah, le- I oh. remember that. So I missed oh, that Oh, you, you want to know the one that Christian missed? Christian missed March 31st, oh. 2018's Laton's debut for the LA Galaxy against LAFC. That was the best game I've ever seen in my life. And he missed and it. And Christian literally... 
Missed it. Yeah. Gave me the tickets. I brought a good friend of mine, you know, Shandrima. Hey, what's uh-huh. up? We brought, and it was just like the most amazing game. And Christian gets back to Los Angeles. He's like, what? What happened? What happened? <laughs> I missed, yep, the missed the greatest game in game. the history of the team. Might as well just retire. He just has to, <laughs> has to let it go. Anyway, all right, let's do. Uh, let's go to uh, another one, and this one's fun. Uh, if you if you remember on Monday's show, which I hope you do, uh, we wished one of uh, w- uh, we wished Sarah from South Pasadena a happy birthday um, because it was her birthday that day. So we wanted to make sure, and Sarah comes to say hi to us all the time. Well, what you may not know is that we have two Sarahs from South Pasadena that love Corner of the Galaxy because apparently our demographics are Sarahs from South Pasadena. That's where we really hit our stride there, Wendy. Um, big in South Pass, uh, really, really big with Sarahs in South Pass. So uh, our other Sarah wrote in, and she was a little confused, and she says, it's Sarah from South Pasadena. I just listened to your podcast with Kevin, and you threw a shout-out to Sarah from South Pasadena for her birthday. <laughs> and I thought... It's my birthday and I don't know about it. And then I thought, well, there must be two Sarahs from South Pasadena. How exciting for us. Uh, Sarah goes on to say, I must clarify that this Sarah's birthday came and went in in June. So I don't want to steal the other Sarah's limelight. I wish her a happy birthday, though. Uh, I have not met any of the COG staff as I have been home for the last year, not able to attend games. I was diagnosed with a lung condition years ago. And last year it got so bad that I couldn't physically make it to the games. I was fortunate enough to have received the gift of a double lung transplant on February 4th. (gasps) And have spent the last eight months recovering. We've oh made it. Oh my god! It gets better. This is this is this is why I read this. Oh, I, okay, I, go ahead. Well, we've made it to two games this season, and we'll be at the game on Saturday. someday someday we'll make our way to the press box to make our introductions. My daughter has called into the show before. The girl with the impossible to pronounce name, uh, Amaris. I'll, I'll get that one right eventually. She even phonetically sounded it out for me because I'm an idiot. Uh, so she's definitely wanted to meet you all. Anyway, just wanted to clear up the misunderstanding and wish my twin a happy birthday. And shameless plug to sign up to be an organ donor. Just go to uh, <gasps> www www.organdonor.gov take care from Sarah in South Pasadena. I would like to say, Sarah, that this is one of the, one of those emails that makes me happy that I podcast for no money at all um, and do it on a regular basis. And uh, you make me smile, so thank you for doing that. And I have been an organ donor since basically I got my driver's license, Wendy. So yes. um, that's I a- have also been an organ donor since I got my driver's license some um, <coughs> years ago. Yes. But Sarah, congratulations! That's amazing. Congrats! That's, I'm so happy for you. Ah, oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. So uh, I thought that was great. I really wanted to share that. So again, if you're not, and if this uh, has tickled your fancy just a little bit, if he made you think just for a second, and you didn't know whether or not you're an organ donor, just go to organdonor.gov, and I'm happy to plug that for Sarah anytime that she would like. So that was our emails. Wanted to get through those and uh, and talk about those real quick. Now we move on to um, a little bit of Whitecaps news before we actually talk about the Whitecaps. Uh, Everybody knows this, I'm sure, but if you don't know, um, the battle between the LA Galaxy and the Vancouver Whitecaps, Wendy, will be played by two interim coaches. Uh, Both benches will have coaches that they did not start the season with, and both coaches are not expected to last throughout the year. Um, Carl Robinson was released by the Whitecaps ahead of the Galaxy's game with Vancouver. Whitecaps FC Academy Technical Director Craig uh, Dalrymple. 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 That's a cute name, isn't it? Uh, Will lead the team as the acting head coach for the remaining matches this year. Here is the interesting thing, and this is why, one, it ties in with the LA Galaxy, with the game coming up, but also I want to get a little bit into, just a tiny little bit into scouting. We're going to brush through this real quick. We have a ton of stuff to talk about when it comes to scouting. Um, I believe I read that Atlanta United just hired two more international scouts, which gives them possibly the largest uh, group of international, full-time international scouts than anybody has, because the LA Galaxy do not have any international scouts on their payroll. Uh, because have, we're incompetent. They have one full-time 
um, scout that's only job is a scout. That's Kurt Schmidt. And I just, my gut feeling here is I do not expect him to last after this season. Um, it seems like he will probably go somewhere else. Uh, By the way, it's shameful and appalling that the Galaxy are understaffed the way they are in terms of scouting. Go ahead. Yes, and and we'll continue. Uh, Jovan Karofsky obviously is a scout as well, but has other uh, jobs and duties as a technical director, so he's not a full-time scout. And the Galaxy relies, as the Whitecaps and as a large majority of Major League Soccer, on agents and international scouts that they sort of go after and say, hey, could you scout this player for us and tell you what it is? It's sort of like a scout for hire type thing, like on, on, on a contract basis. Um, but also on agents and the agents thing is, Bill, well, there's been some real Oh, yeah, because agents are going to be so honest they, about their clients, to- right? Totally true. Absolutely correct. But I mean, a lot of times agents do come and say, hey, we want you to look at a player and then it's your job to look at the player if you want to and then evaluate that player. Um, so you want to see them playing games. You want to see tapes. You want to go watch them play for real. All those things. So, I mean, it's not... Having an agent bring you a player is not a bad thing, but you just have to do your due diligence before you bring that player on. Um, there has been much speculation over Carl Robinson's close relationship with agent David Baldwin and the number of players who have come to to the team through that pipeline. Um, this is from an article, and I'll get you the author's name here in a second. Uh, the team hasn't yet responded to a request to identify the players acquired through the relationship. Uh, the optics of their arrangement led to much social speculation of backroom deals. One agent who had dealings with the cap in the past few years described it as, quote, shady. But agent team connections are actually commonplace in MLS. Most teams in the league don't have a large scouting budget or staff. One international league study showed it was less than nine teams and rely on agents to bring players to their attention. So for a coach to trust and rely on someone who he's had a longstanding relationship with, as Robinson did with Baldwin, doesn't fall outside the realm of normal MLS business. I'll tell you right now, there is lots of shady stuff going on in Major League Soccer. I believe that to, to the core. Oh, for sure. For sure. And mostly, Wendy, I say that because you know that nobody's paying close attention to much of the, a lot of that stuff. And so as we try to understand the scouting and all that stuff, um, it's, it's important to, to, again, just understand, you know, what, what you're seeing from the, you know, from the scouts and what you're seeing whenever you get a player. I mean, you know, Michael Ciani sounds like he was brought in by the scout, uh, had the same scout, had the, or brought in by an agent who, and I think it was the same agent as Diop. Um, and that's how Ciani was eventually brought to the galaxy's attention. So, I mean, these are the things that you sort of have to look at and say, oh, okay. That- and, and that's how we wind up in this situation, right? Because there's a difference in a human resources market between someone who is desperate to find a new job and is running around, you know, applying, you know, you're submitting your resume left or right because you want to get the hell out of where you are or no one will hire you versus someone who is comfortable in a job doing an amazing, you know, amazing work for their employer and who is the type of person that we would actually want on our roster. See, this sort of a conflagration there in terms of the types of players who are going to apply for a job. It is. We're going to seek you out versus the ones that you might want to go out and get. It, it is. And it's about, listen, and it's a balance. And it was certainly, and it was one of the reasons that I said that whenever they fired Siggy Schmidt, that they took a step backwards in terms of their long-term planning, because one of the things Siggy wanted to do was fix some of the scouting loopholes that they had. And that was to bring in a full-time scout, which they did in Kurt Schmidt. But they were also, um, you know, to my understanding, looking to, to also fill in more there. And the Galaxy should have probably two full-time scouts that are based here and then go out to their network of scouts that they can contract with throughout international things. And then also you still deal with agents. Bottom line is 
is you're still going to deal with agents who come in, but you're able to evaluate those because you have people whose job it is to then go look at the player, to go watch. Plus, you also have a list of people that you would be comparing them to. I mean, I'm sorry, but the phrase scouting loopholes is somewhat euphemistically used by you here since it's not so much a loophole as it is a big, mawing, gaping, empty vacuum because we don't have any scouting system, right? If we had a whole roster of players, there were people who had been scouted by a scout and we could then compare them to someone who is comes in and is, you know, soliciting the LA Galaxy saying, please consider me for a position. We could say, well, we can look at you and then we can compare you to the people that we have already scouted in your position and compare your salary demands and your relative strengths and weaknesses and your statistics and how you've performed. But if it's just someone coming to you saying, please evaluate me and you have nothing to compare them to, then it's just a hopeless shot in the dark. You're just completely uninformed when you make your decision. It, it is. And and that's sort of, that's where you get into the problems by getting somebody like Michael Ciani. I mean, that's the perfect example right there. Um, you don't need to go much further than that. Anyway, uh, this, uh, the article was from the province.com. Uh, and I believe it's, uh, Daryl Dyke, who was the, uh, author on that. So you can go to province.com, read that. I thought it was a ridiculously interesting read. I love, I don't know. I'm an MLS nerd. So whenever you get into like the, uh, the depths of scouting and player acquisition and everything else, uh, it all goes crazy, and I enjoy it, and uh, it's more sort of fodder for this weekend, and we're going to get a chance to talk about the Vancouver game coming up here in a little bit, but I wanted to get to the LA Galaxy and their playoff chances improving. I know everybody likes to make fun of me that uh, I get all excited anytime there's a change on 538's playoff ranking and where they sit. Um, so here we go. I wanted to tell you that before the LA Galaxy played the Seattle Sounders, they had an 8% chance of making the playoffs. Woo! Single digits. Uh, <laughs> after the game, and they won, and there were results around them that went their way, Wendy. It really did fall like almost perfectly for the Galaxy. They had a 20% chance. Well, I will tell you that since that game was won, uh, the LA Galaxy have increased their chances this week for reasons I cannot explain. Uh, I don't know the magic behind 538's theories, but it looks like they took one percentage point away from uh, Real Salt Lake and they got it themselves. So the LA Galaxy now have a 21% chance of making the playoffs according to 538.com. Uh, on September 16th, the Galaxy had a 9% chance and Vancouver had a 24% chance of making the playoffs. RSL still has an 82% chance of making the playoffs. So that's where you sort of uh, get all these things, Wendy. I, I like to point it out just to understand the the mountain, the LA Galaxy still have to climb. There is still a 79% chance the LA Galaxy uh, do not make the playoffs, which is a, a lot. I don't know. I'm not that smart, but 79 seems like it's more than 21. <laughs> just woohoo. Yes, exactly. So um, it is interesting. I will say that if the Galaxy beat Vancouver, that chances probably goes into the 30, 40s percent, um, especially with RSL. And this is what I wanted to get to. Who to root for this weekend, Wendy? This is like super important. If you're watching and you need, the Galaxy need results to go their way. We all know this. Um, whenever you look at the standings and, and where everybody sits, you're looking at the teams, Portland, Real Salt Lake, and Seattle. Those are the teams you want to lose. Okay, uh, FC Dallas is at Portland. So FC Dallas, top team in the Western Conference, will go to Portland, and you want to see them beat Portland. That's very, that's easy enough to understand. Uh, the other game you want to root for is Sporting Kansas City. They host Real Salt Lake. Uh, Sporting Kansas City, you want to see them beat Real Salt Lake because that would drop Real Salt Lake even further down So uh, as they'd start to, to reel back. So you look at those two games, and those are the two most important games in the Western Conference that you need to watch and that you get to now have a rooting interest for. So you get to root for FC Dallas. You get to root for Sporting Kansas City if you want the results to go the way uh, uh, for the LA Galaxy. And it's especially important if you look at RSL and Portland still play each other twice before this is all over, Wendy. And so we'll, I think Kevin and I sort of touched on this. You're going to want to see whichever team wins that game 
Um, and you want to see them win the next game as well because you want to whoever's going to win both those games, uh, you want them to not split points on this. You want them to both go away so that way one team can drop further than the other one. This is what it's gotten to with the LA Galaxy, Wendy. You have to hope for people to drop points in order for the Galaxy to uh, to be considered uh, getting into Major League Soccer. So I don't know. Are you going to be watching any games? Is, is it starting to get to the point where you start watching other people's games. I do that oh, all the no, time. Oh, no, yeah. I, no, 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 no. I've done it the whole season. I watch, I've watched tons and tons of MLS games um, on TV. I think that MLS is probably reaching the point where you can actually watch other teams' games and enjoy them. Like, you know how... Like, when I watch Atlanta play this year, I know I actually really genuinely just enjoy watching them play beyond having my own rooting interest. So I have been watching MLS games all year long. I could tell you like a lot about these other teams, even though... You know, I'm rooting, obviously, for the LA Galaxy. Hey, that's how, that's how it works. That's good. Um, yeah, Atlanta United, first in Major League Soccer, 63 points, 2.1 points per game right now, 30 games played. Uh, they are at the top of the Supporter Shield and the top of the Eastern Conference. Atlanta, New York Red Bulls, and New York City FC have all clinched a playoff spot. Uh, they are the only teams who have clinched a playoff spot in the league, which means that all of the Western Conference teams have not clinched a playoff spot yet, which I think is interesting, although two... Uh, Western Conference teams have been eliminated already from the playoffs. You have San Jose, um, the likely candidate for uh, this year's Wooden Spoon, which will be wrapped up here from the LA Galaxy, <laughs> from the <laughs> corner of the Galaxy it. Studios, and shipped right over. I have to give it back to the uh, to the supporters groups. So I'll actually here be. You go. <laughs> I have to give it back to uh, Angel City Brigade or LA Riot Squad, uh, whoever's uh, whoever's going to handle that. I think Angel City Brigade will, and they get to change the trophy in one way because those are the rules. Um, oh, so the passing of the Wooden Spoon that will be a proud moment it, for us. It will. So. I'm getting ready to, and I will contact them. Maybe I'll even bring it this weekend because we're getting close. Otherwise, I'll bring it at the Houston game. Um, but I will bring it, and then they will, of course, get to to get to hold on to it and ship it off to whoever it is. But it does not look like it's staying with the LA Galaxy this year, which is probably a good thing for Galaxy fans. And I don't think anybody wanted it to stay here uh, for much longer than it already is. Um, so it, it's here. Um, so that looks likely. But uh, again, Western Conference wide open. Uh, 53 points is the top. FC Dallas, Sporting Kansas City, 51. LAFC, 50. Portland. Excuse me, Portland Timbers 47, Real Salt Lake 45, Seattle Sounders 44, the LA Galaxy 41 points, Vancouver Whitecaps 40, and then you drop off the ledge. 33 points to Minnesota United, 32 to the Houston Dynamo. Uh, Houston Dynamo, by the way, winners of the U.S. Open Cup. Uh, AJ De La Garza back on the field and uh, wins a, an Open Cup. So anywhere AJ goes, cups seem to seem to go um, with uh, with AJ. So that's good news if you're a big AJ De La Garza fan. Um, so yeah, uh, always uh, always interesting. But uh, that's sort of where they sit. So. You the, the game this week, and we've talked about it in terms of how big it is, is it is absolutely the biggest game of the year. Uh, with just four games remaining, this is a very winnable game against Vancouver at home. Uh, then the LA Galaxy go away to Sporting Kansas City, away to Minnesota. Minnesota game super interesting because of the bad turf and who's going to play and whether or not it's relevant and whether it's not relevant. Um, so, oh man, I just the storylines that are already coming out of Minnesota before we even know whether that game is something yet is, is interesting. And then home to Houston Dynamo on October 28th. That's it. It closes out the race regular season four games left two home two away that'll be all she wrote in 2018 which always seems like it goes really 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 fast um in terms of uh you know just it feels like i just went to stubhub center like for preseason wendy and now it's four games away <laughs> from it being over gone and time the years just fly by as we age oh not no fun no fun uh no all right fun. Let's get you ready for this game. The LA Galaxy facing off against the Vancouver Whitecaps. Lots of interesting injury news. I'll tell you who's in and who's out for the LA Galaxy right now. Uh, there's a bunch of outs. There's actually three outs. Not that it 
affects probably the overall starting lineup if you wanted to see this return of the same starting lineup from last week. But uh, Jorgen Shelvick does return from the flu. He has been training. Uh, Dominic Kinnear gave him the thumbs up as he could be available for Saturday in terms of he could be available to start, but he will definitely be available for selection. Uh, Giovanni Dos Santos is out. Bradford Jameson is out. And Chris Pontius is out. Pontius with a groin strain. Uh, Bradford Jameson with a hip issue. And then Giovanni Dos Santos still working on that grade two quad strain, as they say. Here's the big news, though, Wendy. Uh, and it's a little scary if you're an LA Galaxy fan. Uh, Michael Ciani, Jorgen Shelvik, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, and Rolf Felcher all on yellow card watch, which means they are one yellow card away from missing the next game. The next game, of course, would be Sporting Kansas City. Uh, Vancouver likely to play physically against the LA Galaxy. I can imagine that some of these guys aren't going. Now, I could also imagine that Ciani and Shelvik aren't starting. Um, and that Ibrahimovic and Felcher are, but you could lose Zlatan Ibrahimovic for a game that is not on turf, um, and then you could lose him for a game that is on turf in a row if Zlatan picks up another yellow card. So, something to watch for sure in terms of the yellow cards and what it means. Rolf Felcher, obviously another big por portion of that, or, or another person who will be playing that that defensive side of things that there's probably no replacement for right now. So losing Felcher or Ibrahimovic would be huge to the LA Galaxy's playoff hopes coming down the stretch. Uh, the LA Galaxy are 11, 11, and 8. Vancouver are 11, 11, and 7. So the LA Galaxy have played one more game than Vancouver. Uh, Vancouver has 29 games. LA Galaxy have 30. 41 points for the LA Galaxy, 40 points for Vancouver. 7th in the Western Conference for LA, 8th in the Western Conference uh, for Vancouver, 12th in the Supporter Shield versus 14th in the Supporter Shield. Uh, Wow, they're like dead even. Oh, they're so this this these teams have both been wildly inconsistent this year, but have just, so just a, a a confluence of mediocrity. It's it really is such mediocre teams coming together. Mediocre. Clash of the me clash of the mediocre. Clash of the mediocre with interim coaches, which I think is just fun, <laughs> just fun. Uh, last games: LA Galaxy three nothing win versus Seattle on Sunday. Vancouver two one loss versus Dallas on Sunday. That ultimately saw Carl Robinson uh, fired, and there was a reason that they think Carl. Robinson Robinson might have been fired earlier than they than Vancouver wanted, and it looks like Mark Dos Santos, who is an LAFC assistant coach, looks like the likely candidate to replace Carl Robinson. And San Jose was sniffing around Mark Dos Santos at LAFC, and so maybe Vancouver pulled the uh, ripcord a little early, set so what they could. But Dominic Kinnear, adamant, Wendy, uh, ridiculously adamant that the uh, that that um, just because they lost their coach didn't mean that they are going to roll over. And, and play dead. Um, he says, uh, Dominic Kinnear said today at training, Thursday at training, he says, I know the players supported Carl Robinson, and I've seen that in their comments. He seemed to be very popular in the locker room with the guys. The thing you can't get away from is they are still involved in the playoff chase. I'm sure they're not going to throw any pity parties for what's been happening. I think their focus is on trying to win games and make the playoffs, playoffs no matter who the coach is. And this goes back to the Galaxy firing Siggy Schmidt and hoping for the bump. Um, maybe Vancouver also hoping for the bump. In terms of new coach, you know, a little bit fresher and, yeah. and, and trying to do all this stuff. It happened to Seattle. It happened to Seattle. They also got uh, Nico Ladero. That that certainly helps yeah, too. That whenever. also happened to if Seattle. You, if, you, if you do both of those at the same time, um, so it's it's again, it was one of those one of those things. It could go either way for the Galaxy when you look at this game, Wendy. I don't see. I mean, you got Kai Kamara who's been playing very well, scored a goal against D Dallas. Um, that was a great goal, and he's their leading goal scorer with 13 goals. You have Alfonso. Ooh, there could be Kamara on Kamara action. They're they're definitely. I think you can almost count well no they kind of play at the opposite we'll see maybe on a set piece maybe on a set piece wendy just shout it out when you see it 
Kamara squared. It'll be a Kamara on Kamara. Yes, it'll be great. Who do, who do you guard? Do you have Kamara? No, I have Kamara. Which Kamara? <laughs> It's um, an Avin Costello routine. That's exactly it. Alfonso Davies has 11 assists, and of course we all know about Alfonso Davies uh, being transferred overseas after this uh, season is wrapped up. He is one of their uh, their star players, to say the least. Um, you got, you know, uh, Russell Tybert. Uh, you got Kendall Waston, who was very upset with Carl Robinson's dismissal. Um, so there's some guys who probably have some raw nerves here that they could channel into a win, or it could all just fall apart for them and they've given up. You don't know what it's going to be, and so for the LA Galaxy, it's an unknown headed into this game. Probably, I don't know that it would have been better if Carl Robinson was there, but it's certainly a known quantity whenever Carl Robinson is there, and you kind of know what to expect, and you can go back and look at things. Wendy, with this right now, you don't know what to expect from Vancouver, and I think that maybe gives them a little bit, not an edge, but it certainly boosts them up a little bit from being the traveling team that is already at a disadvantage. It certainly, I think, the unknown gives them a little bit more uh, of something coming into this game where they've notoriously not done well at LA Galaxy, um, at StubHub Center. In fact, they have, uh, let's see, the LA Galaxy are 7-2-1 and all-time against Vancouver, whenever you look at this. So, Yeah, my, my inclination is that the edge goes to the home team. I mean, since they're basically completely even in terms of stats, I would say edge goes to the home team. Yeah, both defenses have struggled this year. Um, Vancouver's not as bad as the LA Galaxy's. Um, so, you know, uh, let's see, 56 goals against. So only three goals worse than the LA Galaxy, who have a better offense. So, I mean, the edge goes to the LA Galaxy here. They seem like they have some momentum coming from Seattle. Uh, this is a team that whenever you look at the standings, when do you say, is are the LA Galaxy better than Vancouver Whitecaps? And with the amount of, mo- amount of money they spend and with the players that are going to be on the starting lineup for the LA Galaxy, you have to say that, Yes, the edge totally goes to L.A., and they should win this game, just like they should have beaten Houston, just like you probably expect the L.A. Galaxy to beat Real Salt Lake as well, just in terms of talent on the field and how it goes. Um, This is one of those games that you separate from. Being Vancouver has a game in hand on the Galaxy right now, um, you're still a little bit worried there, Wendy, that they could still come back and jump you down the stretch. If you win, you're four points clear. Even that game in hand can't put them above you anymore, so you separate yourself from them. Um, so it's really, it's, it's the biggest game the Galaxy have played this year by, by, you know, hands down, just like Seattle was the biggest game up until the point uh, that it is. And the Galaxy with four games remaining, Wendy, how many games do you see them having to win to get to the playoffs? Well, having to win, I imagine we have to win all of them. I mean, but I mean, I don't think we will. But I mean, we have to win all of them, don't we? You don't. You don't have to win all of them. Um, The SKC game is probably the one game that, depending on how you do on the other games, they probably needed four out of their last five. Um, Mm -hmm. They got the one against Seattle. They definitely need to um, beat... Minnesota, and they need to beat Houston. It's it's Sporting Kansas City. If they can get a draw against Sporting Kansas City, I think that puts them in a good enough position to transfer there. But that's going to be extremely difficult to do um, on Saturday. And doesn't that also 6th. depend on what Real Salt Lake does? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I mean it depends on what other teams do. Yeah, yeah, you you absolutely. So I mean, I don't think you can lose any of these games. Let me be let me be specific. I don't think you can lose against Sporting Kansas City, but it is going to depend. RSL has the toughest schedule if you look at, at where who they're playing and how it's going, and they play Sporting Kansas City this weekend. That should be a loss for them in Sporting Kansas City. But RS, RSL is really good at home, and they're really poor on the road. Um, the Galaxy are actually kind of more or less even, you know, back and forth. Even for road, you, you expect to be worse on the road. They are, but they're not. Or really that bad on the road. They just haven't been really that good at home either. So 
um, those things sort of trade off. But no, they can't lose any games if they get through this. If they get these, through these remaining four games uh, with 12 points, I think they're in the playoffs um, almost regardless of what other people do because I just think that there's going to be other people losing. There's too many Western Conference teams who play each other in order for that to not sort of you know fall the way the Galaxy needed to go. Uh, the draw makes it interesting against Sporting Kansas City if you can get that, but you have to beat Minnesota on the road, which is tough. You have to beat the Houston Dynamo um, at home for the last one, October 28th, and that game could have real significance for the Galaxy of whether or not they get in the playoffs. So four games left, the stretch is on. Uh, it, it all comes down to this. Any players they miss because of suspension, I gave you those yellow card, will be huge, huge misses if that's the case. So that's sort of where I think I sit on all that stuff. I mean, do you do you think the Galaxy, are you going to be there You're on, at the, on the game on Saturday? Oh, sure. Okay, so how do you think... What do you think the game is going to be in Vancouver? Oh, why do you do this to me? I, I enjoy it. <laughs> I think we'll win against Vancouver. So okay, that's, that's that, I, I think yeah yeah I think I think the Galaxy win against Vancouver as well. I think yeah. that this is this everything lines up pretty well for them. Um, the down the stretch and the remaining three games, we'll have to wait and see how that all plays out. It's going to be interesting though. They they it's so much more interesting this year. I think the Galaxy actually got well, uh, last year was just abysmal. I mean, we were. Okay, I'll give one point of credit to the LA Galaxy because I'll give them nothing else. We were the worst team in the league last year, and this year we're fighting for the playoffs. That's so we've improved. You would, yes. Um, I'm I'm actually going to look. I wrote a story um, whenever the uh, whenever the the Galaxy got eliminated. They played FC Dallas last year. I'm going to try to get the uh, uh, yeah. Here it is. The LA Galaxy. Wow, this is perfect. Great timing. I love it when this happens. All right. The LA Galaxy were eliminated from postseason play on September 27th, 2017, last year. So the LA Galaxy being involved in a playoff chase right now, Wendy, is already better than they were in 2017, which being the worst team in the league doesn't mean all that much. But at the same time, they are in a playoff hunt right now, and they were not on this day 365 days ago. Oh, for sure. And I mean, thank you, Zlatan. We really, really appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, the man has uh, the man has been playing well, and as long as he can stay on the field, uh, I think that the LA Galaxy have a realistic chance. Of course, chance. if we had gotten rid of Giovanni DeSantis at the beginning of the year, we would be in the playoffs. Well, they certainly tried. Um, I don't know how hard they tried, but I heard there that there was a try. I'm still trying to figure out. Somebody asked me that question, if they, you know, how much did they really want for Giovanni? And so I actually am trying to find out. I don't know that I'll find out. But it's, it, you'd like to know how it how it goes. So anyway, the LA Galaxy will have extended past their uh, their elimination date from last year, which is good news. Um, a loss to Vancouver doesn't necessarily drop them out. Again, a loss doesn't necessarily eliminate the LA Galaxy from the postseason. It kind of does, um, but more it's not mathematical yet. So that's one of those things, and it's one of the reporter things that I stick with in terms of they're eliminated when they're mathematically eliminated. And until then, there's just a wee bit of hope. Um, and so the hope lingers for the LA Galaxy, and they're certainly stringing everybody along this time, so uh, we'll see how they go. The LA Galaxy facing off against the Vancouver Whitecaps, 7 p.m. kickoff on Saturday, September 29th. Game on Spectrum Sportsnet, Spectrum Deportes. That's where you want to find it. All those uh, players on Yellow Card Watch, make sure you tell all your friends all around you, and uh, that way they can also be uh, chewing on their fingernails, I imagine, throughout the game to see if Rolf Felcher, who looked like he should have had seven yellow cards in the game against Seattle, uh, get picks up one more and gets eliminated for that uh, Sporting Kansas City game. So that's what we have. Wendy, anything else from you? Nope. All right, tell people where they can find you. Oh, you can find me at Quarter of the Galaxy in American Soccer Now and on Twitter at Bards Blonde. All right, and if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Guessman, J-G-U-E-S, M-A-N, and of course, head on over to at Galaxy Podcast for the Galaxy Podcast Twitters. 
feed there, and cornerofthegalaxy.com is where you can find us as well. So we'll have a, uh, a lot of stuff coming up, including shows and previews and everything, all that coverage leading up to Saturday's game, uh, and then carrying on after that. Uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, by the way, getting an award from, uh, from a, a Sweden association here in Los Angeles, and, and that'll happen before the game. So uh, you can sort of look for that, I think. I, I may actually be covering that event on Saturday, so we'll see how that goes. All right, uh, for Miss Wendy Thomas, I'm Josh Gessman. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Hope everybody has a great one, and we'll see you out at the game this weekend. Have a great one, everyone. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.